everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. Fashion is and has always played a major role in our lives. Throughout the course of history, it has been used as a social indicator, fate decider, and even a means of survival. To investigate further into the latter, we see evidence of fashion being used as a means of survival all the way back to when the first slaves were taken from their homes. I've always been curious about what African culture was like before they arrived, so I did what I always do, Googled. I was shocked and a bit saddened to see that when I looked up what was African fashion like before the transatlantic slave trade, I was met with very few pictures of pure African culture without the influence of European culture as well. But that's another story for another day. All of this to say, there's an intense evidence of Africans and Caribbeans across the diaspora cultivating their own distinct style, which we can trace. Essence.com notes that one of the earlier notions of Black fashion in slavery era America was through Black hair. Hundreds of years ago, enslaved women used native practicing practices of cornrowing their hair to communicate with each other under their master's noses. These intricate designs also indicated maps and paths to freedom. As you move along into the Reformation period of history that occurred after the Emancipation Proclamation, you see a stark shift in fashion. The mold of what a quote-unquote black person should look like was virtually shattered as black individuals were determined to progress from the circumstances they were forced into. They began to adopt more European beauty standards resulting in women leading towards straightened hairstyles and dressing to the nines and the men following suit. Now, this wasn't the case for every black person. However, the large majority, especially those in northern states, did participate in this suit of fashion if they could, which also um, goes back to the signal of social status, which um, was mentioned in the beginning. With each year that passed from here, black people continued to trailblaze in fashion, cementing themselves as pioneers for the majority of the modern trends that we see today. And this leads us to the 70s, where black people gave birth to arguably the most iconic fashion subsection, streetwear. Streetwear was created and largely popularized in New York City with the introduction of a new music genre, hip-hop. As hip-hop became more mainstream, so did the streetwear style. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the prominent influence of influencers like Grandmaster Flash and the Sugar Hill Gang, as well as the budding brand Adidas. As the 70s flowed into the 80s, new influences began to rise, and by the 90s, streetwear was all the rage with the, with the added stylings of surf skate and graffiti culture of Los Angeles. And by the 2000s and 2010s, we took a weird turn as it pertains to fashion, in my opinion, that I won't speak of. But by 2016, we had a whole new group of influencers that made streetwear bigger than ever before, in my opinion. Now, 2020 is coming to a close, and I feel that... Um, I've seen the biggest surge of streetwear that I can remember in my lifetime, hence why you can't cop a pair of Jordan 1s, 4s, or any pair of anything without having a reseller on stock, at least in my experience. And for today's show, I'm sure you've guessed by now, but I'm joined by someone who is working in the borough, yes, Greensboro, to change the way fashion and multidimensional brands work and look. Today, I'm joined by the creator, the Addy Boy, Jordan. Hey. Woo, hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank Good. you for having me on of today. Of course. Thank you for joining me. So to start, I want you to talk about yourself a little bit, tell the audience who you are and what you do. Uh, my name's Jordan. Uh, everyone calls me Addy now, so <laughs> I'm just kind of taking on that persona. But uh, pretty much, I sell clothes. Uh, that's what it comes <laughs> down to at this point. Really? I sell clothes. Uh, 
no, let me put it this way. <laughs> uh, I have a brand in Greensboro. Mm. Uh, pretty much we sell everything. Uh, but it's not about what we sell. It's more about what we're bringing to the culture. I agree. Right. I mean, he's being really humble, but we'll we'll get down to it. I'm going to make him talk about himself. So to get into the interview <laughs> portion, um, my first interaction with the Adjective brand was actually through Instagram. And I believe it was when you guys were just starting out. I might be wrong. Might be right. Might be wrong. But I'm curious to know the story behind the brand and then how you came up with the name Adjective. Okay. Uh, so we originally started in 2017. Mm, so I was wrong. <laughs> uh, well, you saw us on our, our rebirth. Uh, mm. Us coming back um we started originally just as a hat brand we were selling dad hats at the time mm. um it was more faced on i want to say designs for durham north carolina because mm. that's where i'm originally from that's where my co-creators from and we wanted to do something to pretty much you know uh represent the city mm. in different ways so we took that we did that for a little while and it didn't do what we thought it was going to do we didn't know anything about branding or how to run a brand or a company or anything like that, mm. any kind of business skills. It was more just our first time hopping out. Uh, we stopped because we realized we didn't know what we were doing. We, it was just a good <laughs> idea at the time. It was a good mm-hmm. idea. Uh, the name Adjective uh, came from me and Amir, which is my co-owner. Mm. His name starts with A. My name starts with J. And mm-hmm. we wanted to find a word that incorporated both having our names in it while still representing something. Mm. Um, I'm a big stiffler on, like, words. Okay. I'm, it's kind of weird. I'm kind of calling myself, like, a thesaurus. I just say words that I don't know, but I, if I look <laughs> it up, it makes sense. Uh-huh. It makes sense. It's like, okay, I use the word correctly. Uh, we wanted to use a, a descriptive word. Mm. So adjective was perfect. Yeah. It's a descriptive word. Um, and the way that we played it was, well, uh, if you put on adjective clothes, we want you to describe it. We want mm. you to describe yourself. Or when someone sees you in it, we want them to describe you. It's, when you got the Addy on, it's just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. Well, uh, from there, we wanted to reboot. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw it was like a perfect time during the pandemic. Uh, it was right, I want to say early 2020. Mm-hmm. Or the end of 2019. I think it was like right at the end of 2019. Into, yeah, into mm-hmm. 2020. And I started getting back into my Photoshop bag, my branding bag. Uh, I was actually just working with downtown Greensboro mm-hmm. on some city branding projects. But mm-hmm. uh, I said, Greensboro's missing this factor of streetwear here. Mm-hmm. There's too many, it's too many black creatives here. Mm-hmm. We have the biggest HBCU in the, in the nation. Facts. Why don't we have any streetwear stores? Why don't we have any clothing stores other than Four Seasons? Facts. And if it's not Four Seasons, we're driving to Charlotte. Mm. So uh, that was my biggest thing was like, okay, we need to build something for Greensboro. There's too many people coming in and out. There's a huge market here for this as well. Mm-hmm. Let's bring some culture to Greensboro. I'm down with it. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. But... um Wow, I'm just, everything you said, it's just like so many questions popping out. But I'm going to try to stay on okay. try to stay on script with what I have. Um, so there's a saying that behind every great brand, there's a great team. And I'm just curious to know who's on yours because I think y'all are doing spectacular. So if you want to shout them out, here's um, your chance. Okay, uh, I want to shout out my stylist. 
uh, <laughs> style by uh, Shy Staten. Mm-hmm. He's published. Uh, he goes to A and T. Okay. Uh, also, I want to shout out to my. Uh, how how can I put this? <laughs> how can I put Nick? Nick is my photographer, but he's also like my creative bubble. Mm. I can bounce everything I need to off of Nick. Uh, I moved to Atlanta in around 2015 or 16, mm. and he did too, but we didn't know each other at the same time. Mm. Well, we didn't know each other until this year. Wow. But uh, it's like we've known each other for a long time. We mm. went through a lot of the same things. He's from North Carolina. He migrated to Atlanta. We both moved back to Greensboro around the same time. Mm. We're into a lot of the same things. So we're kind of, you know yeah, what I'm saying? We're yeah. locked in. Um, that's my man. That's my bro. Uh, I really appreciate him for everything because he keeps me on track. He mm. really keeps me on track. Uh, but his biggest role is our photographer and our, like, I want to say aesthetic director. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, I have to shout out my boy Cam. He's not here with us right now. He's in uh, D.C. Okay. Just moved to D.C. But he's he's my motivator, man. He keeps me going. There's some days where I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I might have to go back to doing what I was doing before, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But then some days it's like, bro, you know what you set out for. You know what your goals are, mm-hmm. what you plan to do for Greensboro. Continue going. He's, he's the one that's always in my ear mm-hmm. motivating me. That's beautiful. But, but I have a few more people, but I want to keep them on the low. Okay. Can't, I can't expose everyone. <laughs> okay. Those I'll are my main them. players. Um, uh-huh. And I also do want to shout out uh, my co-creator, uh, my co-owner, mm-hmm. Amir Tumor. Okay. Well, I appreciate the little mystery factor. I think that's important <laughs> as well. But um, from that, what is the importance of having people in your circle that you can like fall back on? Um, or that can lift you up when you need it most? I think having like-minded people around you when you're doing something that's out of the box is is very, it's needed. It's mm-hmm. needed. Um, when it comes to anything, especially in business, you need to have people that are thinking the same way, mm-hmm. are going to think more innovative, or, you know, just so you can have those ideas you can bounce off of, you can get multiple opinions from mm-hmm. people that are doing the same thing for me. I think I think you have to, especially uh, for me. Adjective is my life now, so <laughs> I have to be deeply ingrained with it. I wake up every day and I think about it, and mm. I know my team does too, and I'm really glad that I have a team that cares about it as much as I do. Mm. Yeah, I really um, echo that point because – for me, um, as it pertains to the Renaissance Project, most of it is just me working in-house. But I've had to, especially over the pandemic and over breaks and things like that, it's just really great to look over you know, time and see all the people who have supported and who have sewed into me and, and this brand mm-hmm. that I'm building. And it's just so important to... Um, not only, you know, have those people there just for to say I have people, you know, it's Mm -hmm. great to know that what I'm doing is impacting someone else and they believe in it as much as I believe in it. Um, And if anything, for me, that just makes me want to go harder um, for them and for myself to know that people are there. They believe in me. They believe in what I'm doing. So I must be doing something right. Right. Um, So I really, really echo what you're saying right now. And the constructive criticism. that Yeah. You definitely need it sometimes because you can think you're doing something Perfect. And they're like, well, yeah. I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could do better in this aspect. And, and that's needed. 
Oh my gosh. It's definitely yeah. needed. Now my mom's probably listening to this part and she's probably like, um, about this <laughs> constructive criticism. Did you hear what he said? And mm-hmm. um we're working on it. We're working on it. But well, actually, do you have any tips on how to um take in constructive constructive criticism the same way, you know, you take in, I guess, up, uplifting sentiments as well? Um, I would say uh for me is uh humble yourself. Mm. We're all we all think that we're the best at what we do. But uh, there's also another end of everything. There's an operator and there's a consumer. Mm. So if your consumer can tell you something that you could be changing to make their experience a little bit better, something that you should be listening to, regardless if you don't like how it's brought to you, Mm. it's all within the business. I'll try to keep it in mind the next time someone suggests Mm -hmm. something to me. (laughs) Just think about it. They're probably just trying to, they want you to be better. At the end of the day, I don't think they would bring it up to you if. Yeah, if they were trying to. Mm-hmm. You know how the haters do. You know what I'm saying? They'll I keep know, that yeah. to their self and that'll mm-hmm. be shade. But if someone comes to you and says, I think you should change this or have you thought about doing. Mm-hmm. Even though we, we we do get set in our ways and especially when we think something is working. Mm-hmm. But we all are working on getting better. I agree. I'll keep it in mind. Shout out to my mom, though. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> so between you and Ariel Robinson, who I'm I'm like, this is my public plea to get her on Tiny Office concert, which mm. we will talk about a little bit later. But this is my public plea. Please. I'll reach out. You have to make it happen. Like, that would be my whole life. But um, I'm consistently amazed at the ways that you guys um, reinvent yourself. Like, it seems like every time I go on Instagram, it's something new. And I'm like whoa, I have to wait. <laughs> I have to catch up with the last thing. So tell me if my timeline is correct. So first, it, we started out with Adjective Brand, which was solely just hats, right? Yes, in, in 2017. In 2017. Mm-hmm. And then we move on into more unisex streetwear. Yes. Yeah. I'll, okay. say, I'll say that I don't really like to use the word, uh, term streetwear. Oh, well, what do you want to use? I just, I just like clothes. Clothes, okay. Just like clothes. Okay, so then we moved into clothes, mm-hmm. okay. And then we did, was it Addy Girl? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Addy Girl. All right, and now I feel like I'm missing something before this tiny office concert. Um, no. Okay. That's, that's about right. That's okay. about right. Okay, um, my research is You okay. know, we have a couple, like, spam pages, and, uh-huh. like, those are just here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's right on the timeline. Okay. That's right on the timeline. <laughs> so, yeah. So now we're at Tiny Office Concert, which I love. And it's kind of like a spin on um, NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, what, why, why do you want to create yourself so many times? Or what is the interest in being such a multidimensional brand? Um, I think it's, be- uh, I think the influence is when I lived in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from Durham, North Carolina originally, mm. which isn't the biggest city. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. I like it. Some mm-hmm. people don't like it at all. <laughs> um, but when I moved to Atlanta, I got to experience a lot more culture. Mm. I got to experience a lot more things. I was able to go to pop-ups and art shows and rap events at art shows mm. and pop-ups and things like this and going to these open mics or, stand-ups i don't know there's a lot of stuff that i'm I'm missing here in greensboro Mm. and i know i can't offer it all Mm -hmm. i can offer some of it 
and especially um, if I can tie it in to my brand and our community. That's a big thing for me. Um, as you know, it's a term for us. It's an Addy world. You just live in it. Yeah. And these are just things that are within the universe, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I just want to keep going and keep bringing different. You'll see more. I'm, I'm excited more, to see more. There'll be more platforms. I'm excited. There'll definitely be more. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. This is the beginning where I'm just trying to dig my roots into the ground, whether it's in music, uh, fashion, mm. uh, like I said, designing and branding or anything like that. I want to, I want to, I want to be involved with everything. Yeah. And that is just, this is why you're perfect for the show because that is the reason why I, it's called Renaissance mm-hmm. because I wanted to be able to talk about so many different things. And I'm just really, um, I'm finding super interested in people who are kind of Renaissance people who can take their skills and span them over a course of different things. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's why I'm like following y'all so closely because I'm just, every single time I open Instagram, it feels like I'm like, we got a new thing. Hold on. <laughs> but I, I promise I have been spreading the words about this um, tiny office concert because it's um, just so surprising to me how many local artists there are um, that, you know, we might not know about. Right, and right. so they capture the essence of these mainstream artists that we give a lot of rise to. Um, but they're here and right. they're available to us. And a lot of them, they don't live, you know, that far to us. Their That's events horrible. are not that far from us. Um, and so it's so important for us to really take advantage of this and, and give those people a platform as much as we give people who have already made it, you know, right, right. not to say there's anything wrong with them, but there's definitely, you know, a value in having someone from your hometown. Um, and despite how controversial he is, um, I think that's why people are like so heavy on the baby because we're able to say, you know, he's from near us, he's mm-hmm. from around us. Mm-hmm. And even Jake Cole, like we're right, able to right. say he's from North Carolina, even though he went to New York. Um, but he's from here. He's He was here. And, you know, I think it gives us a lot of hope that we can, you know, do something great with mm-hmm. our lives as well. Um, so I really do hope everyone who's listening checks this out um, and check the artists out who are featured on these platforms as well. Because um, it's, it's just as valuable as checking out a mainstream artist as well. Um, but I'm curious what the, well, as much as you can give, what the creative process looks like for you. Um, And for what aspect? Hmm. Whatever you want to give us. Um, well, is it for tiny office? Is it for adjective or? Hmm. We'll go. There's a lot of different Hmm. things. Um, we'll go with adjective. For adjective, Hmm. uh, like I said, um, I think of everything as a universe of things with Addie. Mm -hmm. So within every single one of our drops, there's a storyline to it. Um, I don't know if you saw them kidnap me that one time on there. I did. <laughs> uh, I did. There's a whole world peace versus militia beef mm. that's going on with that Addy world. And that story will be continued to be built on. Um, so okay. you'll start to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it does kind of seem like, you know, when you read the first book in a, in a series, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot more. Mm hmm. Doesn't make sense yet, but we're kind of getting to it. Or even when you're watching the first episode of a season, it's like, I know there's something more to this. Mm-hmm. I think we're getting to that point now where our storylines are starting to line up. Mm-hmm. You've been introduced to certain people, certain characters, certain themes, certain pieces as well. Mm. Now, um, we're going to build upon them. I am 
my mind is being blown right now. That's what you see all this shifting over here. I'm like thinking, I'm like, okay, now this this video and this picture and then this drop, it makes sense. It's mm-hmm. coming together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So I wanted, basically, if in five years from now, we mm-hmm. should be able to write a book. Shut up. Or do a movie about <laughs> yeah. everything, you know what I'm saying? Oh my like, gosh. You'll wow. hear about the World Peace Corporation uh-huh. and the beef between the adjective militia and why it all started and mm. why I got kidnapped and all of that stuff. It all come out. That's crazy. It all come out. I mean, who's really doing it like this? Like, who is giving you guys concepts, storyline behind the clothes and extras? Like, we're trying. I mean, that's trying. just one of the things that I want to do to kind of separate ourselves. Yeah. I want to say shout out to Marvel. I'm not the yeah. biggest Marvel fan, but I understand what they do. <laughs> yeah, that definitely just put me in the mind of Marvel. And I'm not the biggest Marvel fan either, but my brother and I have been like on a extreme binge, or well, I think I have more so than him, to try to finish them because, you know, the different, um, well, some of my friends are like deep into the mm-hmm. Marvel universe. So mm-hmm. they're like, did you watch this? If you watch this and then you watch this, then mm-hmm. you'll know what happened here. And I'm like, well, why do I got to do all that to, <laughs> to right, get to right, this right, one? Right, right. But um, one of my friends, she was like, look, if you just watch this one and this one, everything will make sense to you. Like it's and she explained it kind of like life, you know, like some incidents happen, but you have to put it all together for it to all you know make sense. And it's not going to happen without that one vital part. But I mean, I think that is just such a sustainable way. Like I'm I have so many <laughs> thoughts. That's such a sustainable way to even have a brand because, I mean, that just makes it so you guys have to keep coming back with more um, in order to complete the story. If ever, it would be crazy if y'all left us on the cliffhanger. That would be kind of wild. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but wow, I am so impressed. Like, it's, I'm telling you, it's coming together. I um, can say uh, for everything that we do is also within our universe mm-hmm. but we still want to make statements as well mm-hmm. so um we originally did our first i want to say when we came back mm-hmm. the three times drop was the adjective there's like three adjectives mm-hmm. um and then later on that summer we dropped uh the hat that says we wrote adjective three times mm-hmm. so you don't have to explain yourself mm-hmm. and that was more of a hit on when you talk to black creators or black owners mm-hmm. Everyone wants to know why, how, what's the meaning behind your brand? What yeah. is this? When you walk in Nike, we understand that it's just do it, but we still just shop. When we walk in Gucci, you don't even understand that that's the last name, but you're still buying their clothes. Mm-hmm. So uh, adjective is a descriptive word. Mm-hmm. We wrote it three times. So we won't have to explain ourselves. You. I, I'm telling you, I have no way. <laughs> <laughs> you see my reaction they won't but i'm just sitting here like everything is coming together <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. what I, I try to do it all sublim- uh, subliminally mm-hmm. i don't really make a lot of statements on mm-hmm. the brand but i want the pieces to, to speak, speak for this yeah and they definitely do and um this is this this experience right now is making me think about i don't know if i text this to you or not i like have the worst memory ever but I remember one day I was outside of my brother's barber shop, and so his barber shop is closer to Ant if I'm thinking of Greensboro correctly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the car, looking at my phone, look up, look at my phone, look up, and I think I saw like three people 
with your clothes on. And I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Now, and, and that's why everything is just like, I'm like, uh, you know, I have no words. I'm, I'm rarely speechless, but you have rendered me speechless on my own show. I've been, I've been trying to get the clothes out there. Yeah. I mean, and they're trying. out there. They really are. And, um, I don't know, man. I'm so proud of you. I've never been speechless before. Thank you. There I, we go. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, wow. I think one of the coolest dynamics within the brand is like some people take sides, especially mm-hmm. like with the militia and world peace thing. Mm-hmm. Some people are with the militia. Some people are with the world, world peace. peace. Yeah. And if they see each other in public, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, we, we on the same team, but not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I like that. man. I, re- yeah. I really like the dynamic that we're bringing. And I can say it's just the beginning. I mean, I'm so excited, man. I tell you what, I like this is probably the most annoying episode ever because I've never been <laughs> speechless before, but I am utterly speechless. Like, I just appreciate the genius behind it because, you know, so often I feel like um, in today's day and age, people are so, I guess, quick to jump into things as far as businesses or brands or whatever and sometimes it feels like there's just a lack of just general like thought sometimes you know i think it's because there's uh people are focused on the monetary game yeah. behind everything and understanding yeah. that okay we have instagram we have facebook we have all these social medias mm. already have a following let's not, not well. put out a product yeah. or let's push a brand but um, like I said, I started in 2017 and I took the break. Mm. Once I understood branding and how to make a brand stand out and look different, mm. that's when I said, okay, I feel comfortable enough to jump back in it. Yeah. Wow. And I also think that just speaks to um, the importance of being patient. Um, and you know, that just goes back to both of our points. I, I do think in this culture of having social media, once you get a big enough following, people are just like, all right, let's just go. Mm-hmm. And they don't put into, you know, or take into account the branding that goes into it. Um, the people that you might need to get on your team that are important that can uplift you. Um, and that can give you constructive criticism. A whole bunch of brands just have yes men. And that's why you don't mm-hmm. see it going the way that they intended for it to mm-hmm. go. Um, and I think that just speaks to a greater, a larger picture of just what being patient and trusting in yourself and God will do for you. You know, if you just wait on that timing instead of just jumping into it with both feet and, you know, no thought behind it. Um, yeah, I'm, I have no words for you, man. (laughs) I have, I have a lot of brand, Mm -hmm. uh, well, guys that wants to start, start their own brand Mm -hmm. or they've started before. I have a lot of people around me. Mm. that are like-minded other creators and i tell them all the time it's not it's not a race yeah it's not a marathon Mm. take your time Facts. take your time you could look up five years from now and that could be when you need to really be pressing Mm. the gas on your brand or you could look up two months from now yeah and it could be that but you'll know yeah but don't rush yourself I agree, because I'm sure you never guessed that a pandemic would be when you needed to turn around, but... No, I didn't even think that. Yeah, circumstances. At all. Yeah. But it was... I saw the gap in the market, Mm. and I understood what was needed. So another thing, one of my big goals is I feel like Greensboro should have a place downtown where there's uh, some kind of of clothing, Mm. a clothing district. Mm. Okay. 
You know, uh, I do. like if I, I know you saw a hype clinic they just opened. Yeah. We need two or three of those down here. We yeah. need another. We need, like you said, a streetwear brand mm. or a few streetwear brands on one corner, four or five stores. Mm. Yeah. Why not? I've, yeah, I've never thought about that. Because when not? you do go to those bigger cities like L.A. or, you know, New Melrose, York or yeah, yeah. Soho, Atlanta, you have these areas. Yeah. And then you have just a central space for that. Even Charlotte, I think there's just like a yeah, row of I mean, places like that. Wow. It would be nice to have a fashion district. It would be, it would be great to have a and fashion district. And I feel district. like that we have enough people mm-hmm. that it would be beneficial. Especially, yeah, with A&T being so close, having people, you know, who... I'm sorry. You're fine. Having people, I mean, you see, even, it's a, uh Instagram that I follow, and I think it's HBCU Drip, I think. I HBCU Drip. Yeah. Um, I think they're also the creator of College Days. They might be. Mm-hmm. And so you have, like, you have brands here. Like, that's that's the thing that kind of throws. Like, we have people who make clothes, but I just would love to see them, you know, give rise to that instead of people just solely buying from these bigger. No one stays. That's the thing about Greensboro. You're right on point with where I'm at right now because <laughs> I was about to talk about that tweet you posted from mm-hmm. September, I think. Um, And so you tweeted and you said, um, why are there not five prominent brands in Greensboro, but we have the biggest HBCU in the nation, HBCU in the nation. Everybody graduated and left. I thought the borough was illustrious. And I read that on Instagram. And I said, so he's trying to shake some tables today. Oh, okay. yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> you know, I was feeling. Yeah. So I up. want you to talk about that just a little bit. We um, have a little bit, but. Well, I think it's kind of embarrassing. That's a word. I think it's kind of embarrassing. Um, when I go to Charlotte mm-hmm. um, and I talk to the brand owners there, they're like, what are you still doing in Greensboro? Mm. Come on. We're waiting on you, bro. Oh. The culture's here. And I'm just like, well, what about Greensboro? Mm. I was in high school coming up here for Geo. Yeah. Where's the culture? Like, we have HBCU. Illustrious, I mean, uh, I mean, A&T, the mm-hmm. illustrious A&T. Where are these? Where? Why is no one staying? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, so my goal is to build here. I can't leave. Of course, of course, I like living in Atlanta. I lived in New York for a little while too. Mm. Of course, I might want to go back, but I feel like I can't go anywhere until I is, leave a flagship yeah. store here. Until I talk to these other owners here and continue to push them, mm. build that community, build that pop up community, build that street work. Everyone wants to put on clothes now. Yeah. Everyone wants to dress. Mm. They didn't. It wasn't like this. I want to say even five years ago. What's like you said, you mm. can't get a pair of Jordans without paying resale. You almost can't get Air Forces now without paying retail. Thanks. I mean resale. Why are these black entrepreneurs not staying? Mm. I mean, when I when I read it the first time, instantly I was like, "Well, th- there are people here. They're here." Oh yeah, they're here. And then I thought about it some more, and I was like, "Yeah, but how many of them like stay?" Because I know even a lot of um, my friends now we're talking about graduation, going other places, and I've always thought it was kind of weird. You know, everybody was like, "I would stay, I would go to A&T, but it's 
too close mm-hmm. or it's Greensboro, you know, and even that's, people that. That's all I hear. It's yeah, Greensboro. It's Greensboro. There's nothing here. Well, and I'm like, we, well, there's stuff here, you know, or yeah, why don't we bring it here? Why don't we bring more things why here? Why don't we bring it here? Yeah, it's um, the more I thought about it as I was, you know, reading and thinking about it, I was like, even people who get into A&T a lot of times are like, yeah, I go to the illustrious A&T in Greensboro. And I'm like, yeah, they get And then they're like, oh. yeah. They still go to Charlotte. Yeah, they go to Charlotte, to Charlotte. Go to Raleigh. Still, still go to Raleigh. Go to Atlanta. Mm, still go to still go to Miami. Yep. And don't stay. And I just I do think that, that it's the saddest thing because I think Greensboro has the potential to be great. It has the potential to be a poppin' city because I mean we're in a place that's so unique um, as far as even geographically, but right. um, we have a city that's not too big. It's not too small. We have like what is it three university four that are right near us i want to say five is it yeah what gtcc yeah gtcc how did uh, i forget greensboro that? college guilford college mm-hmm. bennett. bennett um a&t mm-hmm. uh uncg mm-hmm. that's five schools right there yeah and i mean and uncg has had a growing you know african-american population as i've seen right. and like you said we all like to dress so why don't we bring it here you right. know what i'm saying so and I make can, it accessible i can go to atlanta and see 10 20 yeah black owned boutiques or black owned stores or clothing brands or something like that mm. i'll drive down downtown greensboro and it's see few. one yeah or maybe two mm, yeah Maybe and then too. the ones that I see, or well, the ones that I do see, they might be black owned, but you know we don't know because I think there's a big disconnect as far as the communication in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. Um, until it's something that's bad, like most of the time when I hear a minority owned business, it's closing or you know something bad has happened to it, and that's just I don't think that's the way it should be, you know, because right, right. I'm sure that there are a lot of black owned, women owned. Um, minority-owned businesses around here, but we just don't know. Um, and there, are, yes, there's a need for it as well. And I think there are more than you know ample opportunities and people here to connect with other people to get these things okay. started right. and getting them rolling and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's a community thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Atlanta, it was definitely a strong black presence there. Yeah, and it was known. Mm-hmm. It's no, almost everything in the city of Atlanta or the surrounding areas, it almost is black owned. Yeah. The buses feel like they're black owned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything feels like it's black owned. So I don't want to say that we it everything needs to be black owned in Atlanta. But when you have Bennett and A&T right up the road, mm-hmm. I think there should be more support over from alumni or even the students there. Yeah. Like, Let's build this up to be a Mecca. Yeah, I'm with it. That sounds wonderful. And, you know, it's it's even kind of disheartening to me um, the amount of people who didn't come back to Bennett enough to, for them to be sustainable. Right. Because um, they almost weren't here. Right. And, I remember that. yeah, that was really... I don't want to say scary because it's almost expected for mm-hmm. things like this to happen, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, I think it was just a wake-up call that, like, 
our black footprint is is at risk here you know right. if we don't you know start putting some feet down and saying this is what we want this is what we need and this right. is what we need to do um to get it and now i'm honestly kind of curious how that's looking now as far as you know we almost saw bennett go how many people are coming back in donating substantial amounts to make sure that that does not happen again um but yeah bennett yeah. has been looking kind of spooky lately yeah, I don't think I've seen anyone <laughs> over there in a while. Well, I won't say that because I know a couple people that go there now. Yeah. Well, I one thing I was also really excited about is the last graduating class from um, Southwest. A lot of them, majority of them went to HBCUs and mm. most of them stayed here, actually, which was the first time I ever saw that. Majority of them went to A&T. Some of them went to mm-hmm. Bennett, and some of them went to Greensboro College, and then the rest, you, most of them went to UNCG, Winston-Salem State, which is, yeah, Winston-Salem State or Central. And that was the biggest, you know, turnover rate that I ever saw, ever. Cause so, it's in, a weird dynamic yeah. in high school where they're like, oh, you're going to go to the school in your hometown. It's yeah. kind of weird. It's like, why are you going there? Yeah. But then again, it's when you look at it realistically, HB, I mean, uh, A&T is one of the best schools in the nation. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, and I think the other schools here have the potential to be, and they were oh, yeah. at one time. It's just people have to come back. All right. People have to go. And um, oh, I forget the guy's name, but he played basketball at Southwest. And I remember he went to some school way out of state, like nobody ever heard of it. But we knew he was going to be great because he was a great basketball player. Mm -hmm. And then I remember looking at a post one day. Everyone was reposting something. And so then I finally looked at it. And so he did this long story about how he wanted to make Greensboro more plentiful. So he was making the decision to transfer to Greensboro College. And on the surface, everyone was like, oh, go you. But, you know, a lot of people were like, why would he do that? Why would he right. come back here? But I was like, that is so admirable. Um, not in terms of him, you know, saving a old pity Greensboro, but just him seeing the value that other people didn't see in something that's so beautiful, right. you know. Right. And then wanting to, you know, be a part of making it that way. So after he went, a couple other people transferred, a couple other mm. people transferred, a couple other people transferred. And I was like, like, this is what we have the potential to do if only people are willing to step out and say, no, Greensboro is a good place. You right. know, there are a lot of great things here and a great thing about, you know, the city and even High Point. You know, I wish people would do the same thing there. Um, but it's just it's going to take those people like you, like him um, and plenty of other people that we can name that are willing to come back and say, you know, there is some value here and there's a market here and this is what we can do to help fix it and create a better, you know, Greensboro or just the world in general that we right. want to see. Right. So, yeah. Greensboro is a great place. It is. Um, I got to talk to downtown Greensboro a lot mm-hmm. and I looked at the, I actually kind of got to work on the 2030 plan with them. Oh, wow. For the next 10 years. And they got some very nice things coming up. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with my other platform, Food Truck Network, mm. but um, there'll be a food truck uh, hub downtown soon. Greensboro mm. has a lot of experience yeah. experiences coming, and I think that's what's going to make the city stand out. I think so, too. Definitely. Um, I definitely began to take notice with the new Stephen Tanger Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to see Wicked a couple weeks ago. Wicked's great. 
it was great. And I was like, okay, now we're doing something. Mm -hmm. And I think when that was open, people really started to take note. Well, actually, with the LaBauer Park, I think that's when people really started Mm -hmm. to take notice. Like, okay, there's stuff going on behind the scenes that is going to, you know, uplift and enrich Greensboro as we see it. Um, so I definitely think it, it like it tripled the value when the Steven Tanger Center came. Oh yeah! So I'm excited for a food truck center now. Hold yeah, on. there's a lot more. I don't. I mean, well, you can go on their website and you mm. can look into the 2030 plan that they published. But um, cool. There's a lot of things coming, and for me on my end, I'm going to keep bringing experiences as well. Yeah. I have to. I'm looking forward to I it, man. To. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, we went down the list of questions. <laughs> we didn't skip the whole list of questions. Um. But yeah, so this series, this is the fifth series, if I'm right. I'm fifth series. Wow. Um, and so it's called the master class because I wanted to kind of shine a light on the fact that we're all students basically in this big game of life. Um, and so the other reason I wanted to bring up that tweet is because after the conversation you and I had via Instagram, I literally went and wrote down the outline for this whole series based on that one conversation. So mm. I just wanted you to know the impact of wow. your words. Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's why it was necessary for you to be the first person on here. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're impactful. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're impactful. Um, so right now you're basically in the teacher seat. I'm the student. The listeners are the students. So if you had to make a class based on your experiences in life or with your brand, number one, what would you call it? And number two, what would you teach? Uh, I would, I would call my class, just do it. Mm. Just do it. Um, ever since I want to say I jumped off the porch into the business world mm. and actually put in my ideas that I've been, I've been having ideas, business ideas for forever, but I've never put them into fruition. I've actually never tried them. I, they always sounded good, mm. but once I actually just did it, and got out on my feet and made something happen. That's when I saw that anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. So um, I would teach. I would definitely teach. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say like motivation, but that's something that everyone needs to hear. They need to be pushed. Mm. You need to be pushed because you can sit. You probably had an idea for a podcast for a while but until you stepped into a studio or until you bought that first mic. It was just a dream, mm. but um, I don't know. That's that's um, that's a very interesting question there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that I would teach uh, to keep going, to keep to keep going, and don't don't worry about failure. Mm. It's going to happen. You have to fail to succeed. But once the, once it clicks in your head, you'll understand that literally anything is possible. Anything. Yeah. Just do it. The class. Just do it. By the Addy Boy. Not Nike. Not Addy. Not who? Not Nike. Not Nike. Nike. So my last question to you was going to be, what do you see moving forward for your brand? But as we can see, it's it's an expansive project that's going on here. But if you want to speak to it a little bit, you can. Um, coming soon from us, you'll. uh, You'll see more content. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bring in more people and deal with the community more. So um, I think that we'll start. Actually, uh, would you like to come on and do one of our Addy files? Oh, my God. Shut up. I would love to. <laughs> um, yes. So 
We can start with that. Cool. We're um, going to be doing a lot more Addy files mm-hmm. and a lot more content. So um, you'll still get clothes and everything from us, but I think we want to focus a little bit on the media side right now and reaching out and bringing, like I said, those different experiences. We'll also be having events as well. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had an Addy pop-up. Mm-hmm. That's a reason for that. I can't just pop out with the table and no, I had to do it. I have to do it over the top. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) but that's one of the reasons why you guys haven't had a pop up from us yet, but they'll be coming soon. Um, and we'll definitely be a lot more in the community. Beautiful. I got to start doing, um, recording these because I, I think a lot of times you, the people across from me can see my reactions to stuff, mm-hmm. but they can't. So it just sounds like I'm moving a lot or I'm doing too much, but I'm going to start recording these because oh, my heart is full. I think that'll be good for YouTube. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I've been speechless and excited. This has never happened. This is an exclusive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the conclusion of the the interview. So I wanted to thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge and your time with me. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. I of really course. appreciate you. Of course. So um, this, I'm going to leave this open to you to shout yourself out, shout the brand out where people can find you, the brand and everything else that you're doing. Okay. Uh, you guys can pretty much find everything that we have going on here at Adjective at Adjective Closet mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you want to shop with us or see what we have on our website, it's carolinedunord.com. But most importantly, we want to thank Chase and the Renaissance Project mm-hmm. for having us. I really appreciate the opportunity. Of course. And y'all, go cop some Addy. Go check them out. See all that they have going on. This is my second Public plea. I need Ariel Robinson. I need her on. We'll reach out. Thank you. We'll I appreciate out. it. He's so cool and calm and collected behind the thing. But if it comes on on my Instagram, I'm telling you what, mm. I'm not going to be cool, calm and collected. Okay? She's a very dope creator. She is. I love her. I've been man. watching her. She has a she has a lot going on. She does. She does. That would be great. I'm and a, I believe that's a great business pairing anyway. She's Just, a lone wolf. Yeah, she, she is. She's a lone wolf. She is. But she's, she's doing it. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, Thank you guys for listening. Again, check him out. Check the brand out. Check the people out. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace out. To Addy World, you just living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Renaissance Project, a black girls movement. Want to join the combo? Contact me via Instagram at the Renaissance P-R-J-C-T. Or you can email me at the Renaissance prjt at gmail.com if you feel like to donate you can do so by sending your funds to dollar sign chase ac7 on cash app it is not required but definitely encouraged that's all from me i hope to see you next thursday until then be well <laughs>